Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of Entrepreneurial Expedition, the podcast where we learn about the life stories and journeys of other entrepreneurs inside the Effingham community. Today on the agenda, we're hearing from Sean Sandifer, a law student and the other co-founder and co-owner of the Vagabond Eatery. Sean, can you give us some uh, background info about, you know, where you grew up, you know, what you, what you went to school, where you went to college, you know, what you're going into college, especially your law school right now, I know that you're doing, and current occupations other than the Vagabond. Yes. Hey, Logan. Uh, thanks for having me. It's good to be with you today. Yeah. So I am a co-owner in the Vagabond Eatery, which for those who don't know, is a mobile coffee and food camper here in Effingham that we bring around to various places and sell our goods out of. I'm also, you could say my primary role is as a law student. So I'm a second year, as of the time of this recording, I'm a second year law student at uh, St. Louis University School of Law in St. Louis, Missouri, of course. And um, that's a three-year program. So after this coming May, um, I'll get through two years and then have one more school year after that. I also have a degree in finance from the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign that I graduated in May 2019. And going back even further, I uh, graduated from Effingham High School, uh, class of 2015. So that kind of gives you a little bit of of my educational background. But just through that time, I, um, while I've primarily been focused on school, and that takes a lot of your energy just trying to get through and get the degrees and get the licenses and things that you need um, to start your career, um, your professional career, I was able to start my my entrepreneurial career even as far back as high school. I started my first my first more official business when I was 16. I sold bow ties for um, homecomings and proms. That was my business I had actually in the CEO program um, back in 2013, 2014. And then I had another business in college uh, with my business partner and and my friend Riley. And this was before Vagabond. We had an earlier business that we did in college. Um, It was a customizable wood design company just made various wood shapes and carve outs on our CNC machine, which is effectively a computerized saw. And um, then from there, after that business kind of phased out once we got out of college and I went on to law school, just wasn't possible to, to do it anymore. We of course now have the Vagabond Eatery, which has been a whole process to get to. Awesome. So I know you just talked about you were a past CEO student. What was um, what was the main thing that made you want to become a CEO student? Because back then it was fairly new. It was a brand new startup. It was coming around to Effingham. You know, I think it was about four years old by the time it was your turn to go into that class. What was the original reason for you going into CEO? Yeah, I think it was in its sixth year, I could be wrong, but it was 2013, 2014. I was in CEO pro- the CEO program as a junior um, in high school, which now I think they only do seniors. Only seniors, In yeah. the Effingham program, at least. Um, and so I was in it as a junior, and it was I was, I don't know, barely 16. I, I You're still learning a lot. Of course, I'm still learning, but I was had, had a lot even then um, more to learn. Um, but I, I, my family had been in business um, in town. My family has owned a trucking company 
locally for the past more than 50 years. And that was my first foray or experience into the business ownership world and, and being a self-starter, independent, working for yourself. And that led me to want, I think, to go into the CEO program and learn more about lo other local businesses and get my first taste of starting my own business. Of course, when I was like 10 or 11 or 12, I always did like the lemonade stands and I did a snow cone, mini snow cone stand, you know, where you're charging a dollar and things like that. But it really gave me a good opportunity to start developing my business and entrepreneurial skills. Yeah, I feel that lots of CEO students, even today, they share that common factor of growing up with, you know, a household where business is something that is centralized in their life. I know personally as me, my family, we own lots of subway stores around the Southern Illinois part. Um, I've always just grew up, you know, seeing my family work with the subway company, trying to expand how to improve and all sorts of things like that. And I also want to say to people listening and especially young entrepreneurs, you don't have to grow up around business to be in the CEO program or to be an entrepreneur. Definitely. You, this, this can be for anybody. You can create, if you set your mind to something and you take intentional steps and take the right actions and you work hard, I really am a believer that you can achieve almost anything. And of course, we all come from different circumstances and backgrounds, um, have different obstacles um, and different advantages or disadvantages. But if you set your mind to it, I believe that you can. And so don't let the fear of, if, if you don't, if you didn't grow up around business, don't let that stop you from going after your um, hopes and dreams, especially as it relates to the entrepreneurial world. Yeah, I just, I know growing up, I was around all that. And then even sometimes I was being discouraged by my family saying, you know, it's extremely hard, but I told them it's something I want to do. I want to make sure that I can financially free myself by not having to work a set nine to five like everyone today seems to be doing. It just didn't seem like it was the path for me. It didn't seem like it would be any, you know, there'd be any enjoyment inside of it or that I could even, you know, remotely do what I'm doing now, like a podcast, find any enjoyment or anywhere around here that I could do something like that. Right. And that was the other reason I, I with the CEO program is back, way back when, now this was now, I would say seven or eight years ago, that was in the program, but what really attracted me to it was a lot of school, the, act, the classroom setting felt artificial to me in some ways. Not that what you, some things you learn in high school and before isn't helpful and, and useful, it is. But what I was really attracted to CEO was the practicality of it and that you could really hear real life experiences and it made me feel um, more powerful and, and purposeful and like I could really do something and I think that has been a great launching pad for me, um, which I'm now on my, you know, multiple businesses since, since I was in the program. So when you were getting up, getting, getting finished with the first, first, you know, college, your lot, your uh, finance degree, what made you decide to go back and, you know, go through the law school that you are going through right now? Because Personally, for me, I just do not like school and I can't find <laughs> myself to, you know, 
that senioritis is kicking in. I just don't want to do school anymore. It's just four years is enough of high school. But how do you how do you get yourself to go back to law school after going through four years of finance? Absolutely. It is a big challenge, at least it was for me. I mean, I went right out of undergrad. I graduated in May of 2019 and I knew, you know what, if I want to be a lawyer, I'm going to go right now. I'm going to get it, going to get it out of the way. And do I enjoy every minute of it? Absolutely not. I feel a lot of burnout. I feel <laughs> tired. I mean, I've, I've been through six years of higher education and I actually had a conversation with, with, about this a couple months ago with the dean of the law school. And I mm-hmm. just said, you know, it's, it's hard to, to keep going. But for me, it was that I was determined to reach a goal and I was willing to struggle or I am willing to struggle. And I guess you could say suffer in some ways um, in this much schooling. I, it's a little bit of suffering. It can be. Um, and so I wanted to get through those years of school because you can go through seven years of school, four years of undergrad and then three years of law school. And then you have a 40 or 50 year career. You get to be a mm-hmm. lawyer yeah for 40 or 50 years or you know till until you are no longer here so i hope that investment will be worth it i hear from a lot of people that it is and it's just something it's it's a pain i'm willing to go through for the benefit of it i guess i guess that leads me to well why did i why do you want to be a lawyer well i got my finance degree and i don't believe that you have to go to school um in terms of college or law school or upper professional school necessarily to be successful. You can do lots of other things. If you want to just get through high school and go start a business, I believe that's entirely possible. Everybody has their different path. Everybody has their different journey. But for me, I thought the best path was to go get my finance degree and then do some of my businesses during school, which I've been doing. And one of my one of my views then was, well, I can be a financial coach once I get my finance degree. Mm-hmm. And I want to help people manage their personal finances, as well as my entrepreneurship goals. I had, I had multi-different goals, lots of different things that you can do at once. You don't have to only do one thing. That's the great thing about um, entrepreneurship. But getting a law degree gives you a lot more versatility as to what you can do, and you really can... Um, impact your clients and your customers and people that you work with in a positive way, as well as it relates to entrepreneurship, being like getting a law, getting a law degree and a subsequent law license gives you a lot more flexibility and things you can do in your business life as well. And so I think there's just a lot of benefits of it. And long and short of it is that's the reason why I decided let's go, let's go get it and get it done. Nice. So Leading back earlier to what you'd said with your other businesses, you had a bow tie business with the CEO program. Obviously, you moved on to the wood carving or yes. the wood engraving. Correct. And so then what led you to eventually end up going with Riley and you two starting the Vagabond? Because I know it's something that's very, very creative and you don't find it anywhere else around here in Effingham. I would say in some ways the Vagabond Eatery is a product of the coronavirus. I mean, yeah. I mean, really, because in, I just, I actually just released my own podcast today as I'm recording this mm-hmm. on the story of Vagabond and my entrepreneurial journey. Um, and what happened was essentially Riley was doing his media business, which was consists primarily of wedding videography. And I was doing law school. And when the, 
In addition to Riley's media business, he had a part-time remote marketing job where he worked for travel websites that happened to do travel to East Asia, mm-hmm. which inconvenient timing because um, <laughs> shortly after he was taking that job and he did this in addition to his media, his media business, which does very well for him. Yep. Um, but he he ended up, they, they ended up not being able to keep him on because just the travel just absolutely dried up to that region. And of course, my law school, instead of being in person in St. Louis as of March 2020, I was now doing law school almost entirely remotely online from Effingham. So I was back in Effingham more full time. Riley's part time remote marketing job had ended. And we were looking, I think Riley especially was looking for something else just to um, continue, especially to get more people contact because he's still going to do the wedding videos. But during the week when he was editing, I think he was looking for something to get more contact with people. Yeah. So moving on from the Vagabond, you decided to start your own podcast. What was it that led you to do a podcast? Because for me, I know it was just, it was something that I had felt personally connected to. I felt like sharing the stories I had heard from the Effingham County CEO program. So what was it that led you to start your own podcast? Well, I've always felt, um, really called and compelled to use my voice in a in the best way that I see fit in a, in a positive way to make a positive impact. I'm driven by impact and um, influencing people and helping people. And that's one of the reasons I'm in law school and, and why I want to be a personal financial coach and just all of those interests of mine. Because um, I like to help people reach their full potential. And with my podcast, I was always thinking, okay, well, when I get out of school, I'll start to speak up more and I'll start to say, I'll start to talk more about issues that I care about and issues that matter to me and issue and using my voice in a way that I feel fo- puts forward those, those views. And just after a series of events, I finally decided, you know what, why not just start right where we are, start right here and right now and start using your voice. You know, there's never a better time to start than right now. And that's really what led me to use my podcast. And so my podcast, The Sean Sandifer Show, is all about um, entrepreneurship, especially young entrepreneurship. It's about um, financial wellness and having, you know, spreading the message that, yes, you can, can you can take control of your money and your finances and you can do very well for yourself and live a, live a very comfortable life, even on income that isn't deemed to be super high or, or super wealthy. And that's one message. Another message is to talk about um, politics and current events. I think that there's a big part of our generation who um, don't want to talk about certain things or people shy away from it. And there's a lot of times good reason for that. But I don't think it's productive for our society and for our the generations going forward for us to not be able to tolerate opposing views and to have conversations about politics. And so I really wanted to be a voice um, in that area as well. I definitely agree with you on your points of, you know, politics today, people usually tend to shy away from it because there seems to be a disconnect between both political sides of the spectrum. Um, I know you spoke on the current state of the conservative party, and I would say that I definitely lean more right. I feel that it's a tendency around Effingham because Effingham is a very, you know, self-startup, make sure you're a, um, Make sure you take care of yourself. Make sure you take care of others around you. Mm -hmm. But make sure that overall that 
you live your life the way that you want to. That's what I feel is most definitely the best part about Effingham because that attitude is what leads to all these businesses like the Vagabond or, you know, the CEO program starting up. It's something that I feel that is just absolutely separates Effingham from almost every other county inside Illinois at this point. Right. It's that self-starter independent initiative that, uh, yes, we can spirit. I think that makes it special. Definitely. Uh, so when coming around to the vagabond and your podcast, were there any, you know, blockades in your way? What, what were those ups and downs that kind of helped you shape what you guys are today? Specifically with vagabond or with my podcast? Um, you can start with Vagabond and then lead on to the podcast. Well, with Vagabond, we didn't really know what to expect at first. I mean, we had no coffee experience. We had no ownership agreement in place. This was something that what Riley was going to do as sort of secondary to his media business. Of course, we had through our travels, uh, me and Riley had have traveled all over the country and even in throughout Europe together. And we've encountered lots of coffee shops and um, acai bowls, which is another product that we sell, food item that we sell. And we encountered those, and that's what led us to want to sell those products. But we didn't really know anything about how to make coffee or how to make the, the, the products themselves. This was our first, our first time. And so that was a big obstacle, just the learning curve. How do we get this set up? But again, it's that, it's that belief in yourself that, yes, we can, and we will. And we did. And we, um, we, just, we, we worked hard. We uh, were fortunate to find a coffee supplier. Um, that helped us develop our own blend and our own um, coffee, specialty coffee that goes into all of our products. Um, it's a high quality product. And he taught us a lot about the equipment and how to make coffee and everything like that. And then of course, as it started to expand and grow and do really well, then me and Riley sat down and said, okay, what do we need to do to separate out our ownership and to figure out our strengths and to work well together and to take this business even farther and to continue to do well and succeed. And so we talked about that and um, Riley obviously is able to put a lot more time in on the day-to-day because I'm a a full-time law student, obviously. And so that might change um, the next year, year and a half, depending on where the business is. But that was really key is separate our strengths, separate our our, our, our tasks, our responsibilities, and work together to make the business as successful as possible. Nice. So going from the Vagabond to the podcast, I know that's one of your more recent plans of, you know, um, entrepreneurship, starting a different business. Are there any other types of plans that you have going forward after the podcast? Well, the podcast is something I'm planning on doing hopefully for a long time, or at least something in that in that area of using my voice, whatever method that may be. Um, I'd like to continue speaking. I've, I've spoken uh, to some recent groups lately, and I'd like to continue um, sharing my message of self-empowerment and entrepreneurship, financial wellness, and also um, my, my more political message uh, with, with people. And so that's what I see happening. But um, it's hard to know for sure. I mean, in the next, for the next year and year and a half, my focus is getting through law school, getting earning my degree, hopefully um, uh, passing the the bar exam to become a licensed attorney, and um, at that point, see where the business is. You know, I have I have lots of possibilities. I could start other businesses. I could we could 
continue to work on Vagabond, which I, I see that happening. Um, take, a, take a job or, you know, lots of different possibilities. And so I plan over the next year and a half, focus on school, continue to grow and improve on Vagabond, enjoy my life, and also use my voice in a positive way through my podcast and whatever outlets I can, whether that be speaking engagements or whatever. All right. Uh, final question here before we wrap this up. What is one piece of advice you would give to any aspiring entrepreneur or the former you that was looking to become a startup business, a entrepreneur or someone that, you know, ultimately just in the end does what they enjoy? Two things. The first is pretty cliche, but it's true is believe in yourself. You've got to believe that you can. If, if you think that the, that the deck is stacked against you, that you'll never be successful, that you can't succeed, then chances are you probably won't. You've got to believe that you can, number one. And number two is, as you're just getting started out, and I'm still very early on in my career, as you're just getting started out, it's about progress over perfection. And to realize that you're not going to have it exactly right. You're not always going to say it exactly right. You're not always going to be perfect right when you start. And so just start, get started, put out as quality of a product as you can. Don't rush it, put out a nice quality product, get started and just continue to accept yourself as you push yourself and your business to continue to improve. Cause it's all about evolving and improving and just continuing to pursue excellence and to do well for yourself, your community and others. All right. Thank you very much. If you would like to, would you let people know where they can reach out to you or find you? Yes. Thanks, Logan. Uh, first of all, thanks, Logan, for having me um, today on your show. And it's been great to talk with you. Um, yes, you can find me on Instagram at Sean Sandifer. That's at S-E-A-N, last name Sandifer. Uh, that's on Instagram. You can also follow my podcast through following following me personally on Instagram or on Facebook at the Sean Sandifer Show. You can join our email list at the Sean Show.com or reach out to us via email um, at our email address, which is hello, H-E-L-L-O, at the Sean Show.com. All right. Thank you. For anybody wondering, you can find me on Instagram at entrepreneurial underscore expedition, or you can reach out to my personal page, Logan Wallace, Logan, L-O-G-A-N dot T dot Wallace. If any of you can like this podcast, please give a rating and anybody that would like to leave a request, reach out onto my social media and I will gladly respond there. Thank you for your time.